Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast that genuinely doesn't have a clue what it's doing here today. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my name is probably Marcus Bayburn. Hey, I'm Tabby. And together we are... The, the Detective, Detective Inspectors! Hey. Great. That was good. And that was good. Uh, I think that, that that worked pretty well. Um, Maybe the best one we've ever done. Which ironic, because this is probably going to be the worst episode we've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that. This program we're watching, I have literally no idea where to go with. Neither of us have a fucking clue. <laughs> but that's you know we're not going to let that worry. We're not going to let that worry us. It's. You know, we're going to plough on. Um, we're professionals. The, uh, we are professionals and we will do the best we can with the source <laughs> material that the shadowy backroom team behind the detective inspectors has provided for us to work with. Yeah. It's not been a great week. They've been kind of like beating me in the basement for... Um, just not being on point. So, um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Just, just gonna get over that and uh, you know, just try my hardest. Just get, please. yeah, get over that. Do your best. You know they're harsh. They are harsh taskmasters. The shadowy background team. Um, it's fair to say that we've sat for five minutes trying to get this podcast begun today. <laughs> neither of us really have a clue what we're gonna say. I don't even really know what we're talking about. No. Me neither, but yeah, yeah. So I, I was kind of relying on you to actually, yeah, to do that. But uh, you know, I was just going to bring my usual sort of um, totally winging it and making it up as I as I go along. Uh, really, probably needed you to actually know what was happening. <laughs> Which normally I'm right on top of. Yeah. But on this occasion, I'm not too sure. Uh, why don't you tell us exactly? What it is we're watching, if not, I mean, if it, you you obviously can't say why, uh, but try and tell us what. <laughs> Shit, we've not even got that there. <laughs> well, this is really sloppy. <laughs> the sloppiest yet. <laughs> Okay, Tabby, try and... <laughs> you need to try and hold it together. <laughs> yeah, I probably do. It's just going to be like an hour. Oh, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> but the, quicker, the quicker you tell us what we're watching, the quicker I can try and work out why. And then we can ramble on a bit. You can probably talk about Morse. I can talk about filler. And then we can go home. I am literally going to be talking about Morse. Um, <laughs> so, this episode aired on the 20th of September 1972. Um, 
for a series that ran from 1972 to 1992, which I'm not entirely sure how that happened. Well, um, there's a misnomer there, isn't it? Because that implies that it ran for 20 years, which it did not. Right, yeah, so there, there was a break and then there was like a revamp, I, I presume. There was a break. Basically, they did two series in 72-73, then a series in 77, and then two more series... In 92-93 or 91-92, something like that. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, full uh, 32 episodes. Um, but the one that we are um, befuddling ourselves with today Good is... Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, from Series 1, Episode 2, Destroying Angels. And the programme is... Vandervolk. Uh, he is a, commis- a, a commissaris in the Amsterdam police force for, for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's there's, there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of for no reason whatsoever throughout this entire thing. Which again sums up the podcast, I think. Uh, uh, sums up my life. <laughs> So, so Van der Velk is played by Barry Foster, a man who looks too much like John Pertwee for it to be an accident. <laughs> um, the the and I, I I got that from Rob one six two four eight on a YouTube comment because uh, right. I was trying to think who he looked like and was searching the IMDb to see what he was in that I recognised him from, and the answer is nothing. The reason I recognise him is he looks like Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, was he Doctor Who and 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 the Scarecrow? What was the Scarecrow? Uh, Scarecrow? Oh, but um, Wurzel Gummidge. Mm. Yes, Wurzel Gummidge. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's yeah, 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 that was John Pertwee. But also, fuck, have we really sunk so low that we that we that we need to go to YouTube comments for our? <laughs> For our witty bits, is that <laughs> basically? Yeah, Rob one six oh. Rob one six two four eight is uh, infinitely more informed on this than we are, <laughs> and probably has like infinitely more people listening to it. So <laughs> <laughs> I might try and get him on. Oh, are you going to usurp me with him? <laughs> no, I thought add him in. Add him in as a third wheel. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll message him and see what he says. These so so this program is based on the novels by Nicholas Freeling, uh, which I am not aware of, haven't read, and will not be reading. Um, and that's kind of all I've got on this. So I think we'll probably normally I'd like to have something witty to say about the program, but I do not have that on um, this occasion. So I think we should just go to a piece of music and then come back and talk about the very very confusing plot or lack thereof in this programme. Perhaps you can get a witty comment from uh, one of your YouTube friends. I'll have a look during the very short (laughs) bit of music. Welcome back to the podcast. We will now try and talk about the plot of uh, Van der Velk. Series 1, Episode 2, Destroying Angel. Um, the programme starts, there's an ill man in a bedsit. 
and he's there and a doctor's examining him and a policeman is kind of standing around. There is some very unpleasant looking bacon in a frying pan, some other food around, a bucket of some of what looks like a mixture of excrement and urine under the bed. Um, and, and basically the doctor advises the policeman that uh, the detectives need to be brought in to investigate this because he doesn't think that this is a, a food poisoning or an illness case. He thinks there must have been an, a, a criminal poisoning has occurred. Uh, he is he is the coldest of doctors, though. He like he has no like literally no bedside manner. Um, it, it, he almost seems like he wants this person to die and is absolutely delighted that he's ill. Um, <laughs> Well, it makes work. It makes work for him, I suppose. A doctor. Uh, well, uh, true. Smashed windows are good for a glazier. Ill people are good for a doctor. <laughs> I, I would like to think that that's not how doctors work, but you know, we're not in Amsterdam in the seventies, so uh, I can't judge. So, basically, it turns out. So basically, then we introduced to Van der Volk and Johnny Croon, his assistant, uh, who has got an amazing bowl haircut. Uh, and there, uh, uh, basically, it turns out the dead man, or the man who is currently very ill, was staying in a brothel, forward slash boarding house that is owned by Jan Mulder, a man who does not like the police and does not like talking to the police. Um, he has the most evil beard. Like, if you wanted to have like a stereotype of what an evil person with a beard looked like, he has that. It's. Uh, uh, it's it's incredibly well kept, but you just know evil. He is def- <laughs> he's he's definitely evil. Although he is wearing some pretty cool tight white trousers and quite a good quite a good shirt. He's basically like a hipster. <laughs> um, he is. He's what all hipsters base their look on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the evil potential murderer. Yeah. That's, um... So, oh. I don't know. It turns out that the copper heard from a, 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 a lady um, sex worker called Avon. The policeman in the room at the start, he heard from Avon that a man was very ill in the room next door to where she turns her unusual tricks. It's just so sorry. I'm just... Her unusual tricks. <laughs> well, she is turning a quite unusual trick later on when we visit her. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Um... So Van der Volk and J.K. they they talk to they talk to Jan Mulder, the owner of this establishment. Van der Volk has a drink, which is quite a key. He, I mean, in the preposode, Van der Volk was drinking pretty much non-stop, and he's he's carried that on in this one. Yeah, uh, like to the point where he was like stealing drink from like his assistant's uh, locker and um, just yeah. He's a boozer. He's a boozer. He likes a booze. Which, you know, he likes a booze and he likes a uh, scar. Um, he smokes cigars. That's the point. Can I, can I get into like, something that I really fucking hate about this programme? Um, Why not? <laughs> it's, it's, it's time. <laughs> it's time one of us chipped in with something we hate about this programme. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I'm not yet sure if I hate this programme or really like this programme. Because, I don't know. I, like, I watched the episode... I quite, 
I sort of hated it and I sort of enjoyed it. I've watched the half of a few other ones. And I'm, I'm just, I'm on the fence at the moment, whether this is awful or brilliant. The fact that it's incredibly difficult for us to talk about it is probably a, a sign that it's not great. Um, but I wonder sometimes, but... listening back to these after we've made them, whether I'm just stupid. <laughs> and I just don't understand what's happening in a lot of these programmes. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. These programs are made for stupid people. That's <laughs> then why make it so complicated and obtuse? Uh, fair point. <laughs> um, so the thing that annoys me about this, but and Van der Vonk's character is the really lazy, fucking lazy, like writing trope. Of like this guy who smokes cigars, but never has a like a never has a match, never has a lighter. It's put in there to be like a little bit of a, like a little bit of comedy, a little bit of kind of like oh uh, oh dear me, um, that's my trope. That's that's the thing I do. I smoke, but I never have a fucking lighter. It's like I've smoked. I would always have a fucking lighter. I would have three lighters just to make sure that when I wanted to have a cigarette, I had a lighter. This fucking—it's uh, so—it's so lazy, so lazy in terms of writing. It, it really annoys me. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's—I mean, it is—it's all quite annoying. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it's all quite annoying. Um, so they leave after talking to Jan Mulder, uh, and they observed from a room upstairs behind a net curtain. Uh, net curtains for people born within the last thirty years are flimsy drapes of semi-see-through <laughs> lacy fabric that hang in a window to stop people looking in. I'm not, I'm not sure you need to explain that curtains, but go on. Well, I've done it now. Um, so they then go and see the doctor. The doctor says there's food in the house, so he can't have been ill. It must have been some sort of poison. I mean, the bloke, the scene I really like is the bloke, they then go and see the bloke, like, in hospital, and he's lying there, really, really ill, but conscious, and they're chatting about him like he isn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, well, I think he was poisoned. It was a, it was a squalid <laughs> scene. There was a bucket of this under his bed, a bucket of that yeah, under yeah. his bed. And then they literally, the doctor says, oh, he will die. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's lying just there. Like, like, just like, he can hear all this. I, I really love the idea of just can I have a sip of orange juice please <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a bit better actually yeah, yeah. no he will die <laughs> yeah he's a fucking goner <laughs> and he's just laying there and he's I mean I hope I never get into the situation where I'm laying conscious on a bed but unable to speak and people are chatting around me about how I'm definitely going to die, and I'm definitely going to die very soon. That uh, that, that is pretty much exactly how I see my final moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then there's a scene where he has dinner with his wife, and Van der Valk proves what a 
thoroughly unpleasant man he is. He starts complaining about his kids not having cleared their plates. And then he's just, he's really monosyllabic and moody and doesn't say please and thank you. There is... He's just awful. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that, like why we're meant to get behind or support this character. He's he, he just basically reads like a fucking cunt. <laughs> I have a, I, I, I have a theory that this is why Morse is single because this is exactly because I and you won't like this, but for me. <laughs> There are a lot of similarities between Van der Volk and Morse. No, I was absolutely going to get into this. Like, um, I absolutely because my my line was going to be basically like, this would be what Morse was like if Morse was a proper cunt. Um, but he kind of is. No, no, like he's. This guy's just evil. Um, evil. Morse is. Morse is like Comagini. That's that's okay. Like he's 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 bitter and he's he's kind of worn out and just tired of his existence. This guy is just a proper prick. But I can I can see Morse being the same. If Morse had a wife, I can see him being engrossed in his case and being as monosyllabic and not saying please and thank you for fruit and or cheese like Vanderbilt does. But that's exactly why Morse doesn't have a wife, because you wouldn't have to like write in the fact that he's like uh, pretty much like dreadful. Um, whereas, whereas in this, you you kind of excuse it. It's like, oh, this guy's the hero, so that means he gets to be a fucking dick. Yeah, it's not nice. It's not nice. No, it's, it's, it's worth it's, it's worth noting as well that the female characters in this program of the ones I've watched so far, you've got. An adulterer in the first one, and you've got an assortment of prostitutes in this episode we're watching now, and then you've got his wife, whose sole purpose in all of the things I've seen is to be cooking dinner. That's, that's like that's that is all right. of the female characters in the two episodes I've watched up till now. Plus, also, I'd like a uh, a box of chocolates called an assortment of prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably be a big seller in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, they certainly would. <laughs> okay, we better move on. Um, <laughs> we really should. So it turns out that the so the guy dies as predicted by the doctor callously in front of the dying man himself. Uh, that we go back to another scene at the at the kind of pathologist whose assistant looks a lot like the butcher from the League of Gentlemen. I noticed when he was sliding <laughs> the thing in. Um, oh, Hillary, uh, Hillary Briss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got the good stuff. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the dead man's fingertips have been burnt off with acid or some sort of corrosive substance that may or may not turn into a key plot point. Um, I'm guessing it probably will, but you know, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so oh, and it's. I just want to get through it so we can get onto predictions. So basically, then <laughs> yeah. Van der Volk and uh, Crone go back to the. They go back to Mulder's. He goes into all the rooms. Um, they find a book of flowers, a book of like flower drawings. So, so the room next door to the where the, the guy died, there is another room with a Belgian staying in it, who arrived at the same time as the dead man, and they were definitely friends. So he's something to do with it. They find a book of flower pictures, 
But in that scene where they're looking around, I know that you're keen to talk about the... uh, Basically, (laughs) the woman who told the police man about the ill person is is a, a prostitute called Yvonne. And when yes. they go into her room, I don't know, do you want to pick up the reins for me? <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I might have forgotten, to be honest. <laughs> well, she, well, basically, uh, Van der Volk and Crone are getting Mulder to reluctantly open all the doors in the hallway so they can check out like, who else is there. And Yvonne, yes. Yvonne is with a client... And she's kind of, wear, for, uh, for some yes. reason, wearing a Batman-style face mask. <laughs> and is very gently, very gently flapping with a, a whip at some uh, bloke's with, back. With, 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 some, with some sort of, like, cat of nine tails. Which, for 1972, I'm actually going to give the programme credit for the fact that they're, they're, like, acknowledging kind of, like, fetish sort of things. They did it really Badly, but because you're not gonna wear it like a shitty little face mask that's not gonna cover your face. He's not even looking at her, so I don't know what that face mask is really achieving. But I, I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of respect him for like the blasé kind of like um, uh, the, the response from the people who just like just opened this door to like. Uh, uh, women in a ridiculous mask sort of like lightly whipping someone and they're just like oh, no, that's fine um, so I respect that that's you know because that would be the reaction that you would expect like if I were to walk into a room and someone was lightly whipping someone oh, fine right. <laughs> okie dokes <laughs> give you uh, give you ten minutes uh, yeah. it's fine <laughs> I'll leave a message I think that I think Vanderbilt put your clothes on and come and talk to us next door uh, I think is his his basic line. Uh, yeah, uh, but he's he's basically the kind of person who's like, put your clothes on, come to the station. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I will stick up for Vanderbilt here. He's shown no sign of being a violent man in the episode oh, of this yeah. I've watched so far. Oh, he clearly is. <laughs> Right, are we done? Are we done? What do you want to... I think we've got predictions to go yet and then the whole second half of the programme. Oh yeah, well apart from that. No, no, we're not done. So the Belgian, basically, there's a book of flowers, there's a chat with the prostitute Yvonne, the Belgian shows up, they take him down to the station, they talk to him, and he's basically the friend of the guy, but no, basically the the whole premise of this programme seems to be that nobody wishes to talk to the police or tell them anything. And so this Belgian does the same thing as Mulder's done and pretty much sit there monosyllabically, and then he gets locked up. Because the thing that probably annoys me most about this programme is the fact that this guy's called Mulder and I really expect like David Duchovny to turn up. Um, and, and there to be some at least some like alien or conspiracy action going on. The truth is out um, there. But not in Van der Valk. Well, I think it will be eventually. <laughs> there will be some sort of truth. I think we've done an awful yeah. job of explaining what happens in the first half of that programme. <laughs> well, I, I, I think they've done an awful job of making a programme. 
So um, that's true. You know, we we can only work with what we've been given. So. Any complaints about the uh, cognitive quality of this podcast should be directed at the makers of Van der Volk, Thames Television. Uh, Nineteen seventy-two. Yeah, whoever was in charge of Thames Television's drama department in nineteen seventy-two needs to be hauled up in front of the uh, exposition police. Like the last, Father Brown was overly heavy on exposition last week I could have done with some here <laughs> for sure it's a, it's a really sad time when you actually where you where you kind of crave when you crave a bit of Father Brown <laughs> which again sounds like <laughs> it does <laughs> craving a bit of Father Brown does sound like a, like you've got a heroin addiction <laughs> I could certainly murder some Father Brown right now to help me through the second half of this ordeal um <laughs> Okay, well let's have a short let's 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 just cut to the chase. Have a short bit of music, come back with uh what should be a fun prediction section, I reckon. <laughs> Felony homicide. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome. And here we are in the prediction section, which uh may be the shortest ever prediction section we've ever done, I think. <laughs> so Marcus, tell me what you predict. <laughs> Okay, I predict. I think that I think the important thing, first of all, is that we look <laughs> very closely at the evidence that has been laid before us. Okay. Okay. There is a man. <laughs> there is a man. A man in a hotel room. A, 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 a well, not in a hotel room. In a room. There is a man. Let's start again. There. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the evidence. <laughs> which, which I really wish they'd done in the programme, but hey-ho. <laughs> it's, almost like they, it's almost like they started this programme. They thought, hey, this is a good idea. And it, it says quite clearly on IMD, on, on uh, Wikipedia, that this is a programme based on the atmosphere and the characters in the Nicholas Freeling novels, but not the plots. And it makes me think that um, they looked at this and thought, there's some characters, there's a location, we've got a TV programme. And then they sat down like three weeks before air date and thought, we haven't got any plots. And then they... But also, we don't have any atmosphere and or characters. So, <laughs> they, they, they basically took, took this property and just... I don't know, just wanked out a program that's terrible <laughs> good day at work darling yeah we wanked out a detective program that's pretty much my that's every day <laughs> yeah wanked out another episode of Vander Wank uh, yeah just oh. okay evidence evidence Evidence. Please. There is a man who has ostensibly been poisoned, although we don't have any confirmation of that at this point. Um, he's His fingerprints have been burned off. He is friends with a Belgian who looks like a fisherman. <laughs> has a, which I didn't mention in the first half, but he does. Um, he looks like a French fisherman overfishing uh, over his own cod quota. Um <laughs> Oh, wow. Copyright the Daily Mail. Um, and there's a book with some flowers in it. And I think, and I think, this is the only prediction I've got. 
this is it. So so make sure you sat down at home, listener, <coughs> listeners, um, Rich and Richard. Um, I think the policeman who is friends in inverted commas with Yvonne, the lady of the night who who reported this ill man. I think that policeman is somehow involved in this because he looked pretty shifty in that opening scene. There was just one shot where he seemed to be, he seemed to have an evil glint in his eye and that is me done. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I, you, you've got more than I do. Um, I literally have no idea. Um, I'm going to go for the, I'm going to go for the pervert. Um, I'm going to go for the for the pervert man, which, purely for his beard. Which, oh, what <laughs> the owner of the the owner of the calf? Uh, uh, yeah, um, not sure how he's involved, but don't like his beard. So um, that's that's going to be me. Oh, I reckon I'm going to throw in. I'm going to throw in a last thing. I like what you said there. So I'm going to railroad on the back of that, and I reckon that I reckon something about that book of flowers that they've got is quite valuable and I think the Belgian and the bloke who owns the cafe have got rid of the other bloke so that they can flog that book and make money off it. I would really like to have that book. Um, God, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be my... Um, yeah, if I if I had to kill someone, yeah, I, I might kill someone over like a really nice book. Um, just, just so you know. So, um, do you want yeah, me to keep that keep in, your... or do you want me to edit that out? That's quite sinister. Uh, no. no, 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 keep that in because people need to know. Um, and also, uh, yeah, keep your uh, keep your bibliographies uh, safe. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, I think if nothing else, the advice: keep your bibliographies safe. <laughs> is a real plus point to come out of this train wreck of a podcast yeah oh we're doing amazing <laughs> it's unbelievable do you know this this is going to be our 17th episode next week <laughs> the next episode we do we're going to be 18 podcasts old we're going to be allowed to vote we're going to be allowed to drink and we've really hit a, a new low with this one I think <laughs> We're doing okay. Okay, well, let's just have music and get back to it. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I can't wait to find out what happens. Okay, I can. The Detective Inspectors. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. Um, for <laughs> what it is. Um... <laughs> So um, uh, let's uh, let's let's try and talk about what we've just experienced. Can you, what we uh, think, what we think might have just happened. <laughs> We're not really sure. Um, like you know, we, we like the general consensus is that we don't have a fucking clue. Um, the general consensus is that this is. I said on the in the first half that I was on the fence on this programme. Well, I am now firmly on the side of the fence that says this <laughs> is a dreadful programme and I have no idea why it exists. I, I'm not sure also, uh, either, but um, I would like to just pose the quick question for you of when I basically last week said, 
I didn't do any research. I just typed detective programs into YouTube and saw what came up. Did you do the same thing? I'm, I'm kind of thinking myself. <laughs> no, no. I did an extensive... An extensive process of research where I searched on Wikipedia for a list of detective programs. And then I saw the names of said detective programs. I typed them into YouTube to see which ones were available. So I kind of effectively did the same, but with slightly more legwork. You did did exactly the same thing with a lot more effort. (laughs) If you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we're here. <laughs> just to just to make that abundantly clear. <laughs> Van der Volk was a mistake. It was a mistake <laughs> to make it in the first place, and it was very much a mistake for us to try and do an episode on it. So I think, in the interest of everyone's mental health, we should try and rattle through this as quickly as possible, and then never speak of this again. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, it makes no sense. I, I, I feel really. like a man about to... I don't know. I'm about to tell... I'm about to say things that make no sense to me <laughs> in a way that allows it to make sense to people listening. And I don't know if there's a way to do it. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not entirely sure there is either, to be honest. Um, you know, stuff happens, but also nothing happens. <laughs> so it's worth it's worth it's worth saying that we missed the we missed mentioning the tea bag situation, <laughs> <laughs> and that Never is not a practice performed uh, by one of the uh, ladies of the uh, night working at Jan Mulder's uh, cafe. But also, never miss the tea bag situation. It it it, it is clearly important. It's key. <laughs> it's key. Yeah, <laughs> or tea. <laughs> Basically, in the, just to cover that quickly, in in Martin, the Belgian French fisherman's bedroom uh, in the hostel, there was a lot of tea bags and some bicarbonate of soda. Uh, when the French Belgian fisherman was arrested, he said he didn't drink tea, and it's fair to say in the second half that. They examine the baking soda. It is baking soda. They examine the tea bags. It is heroin. So, I was fucked off. Fucked off about the like the, the tenuous link of about um, uh, not having a lighter. But also, this is even more tenuous. Um, I will give them a little bit of credit just for the fact that they refer to it as horse. Which yeah, I nice. genu- I genuinely didn't think that that was like from 1972. Um, I would not have expected like people to refer to heroin as horse. Um, yeah, so they 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 get a little uh, a little gold scar. <laughs> little is gold it Neil scar. Young? Is, is it Neil Young referred to as horse for that very uh, reason? Uh, well, it was Neil Young and the Crazy Horse. Um, I think I think that I think Crazy Horse must have been a reference to a horse. Uh, uh, I'm not sure that Neil Young was ever on heroin, um, but uh, Alle- probably... allegedly he might have been. Allegedly he may not have been. Lawyers yeah, yeah. need not apply. 
<laughs> if there are any lawyers listening, write a review. <laughs> um, <laughs> if there are any lawyers listening, why? Haven't you got important law business to do? <laughs> I'm certainly not friends with any lawyers. I know you're not either. So... Uh, as our listenership yeah. is, cons- is, is is solely based on people that we are close friends or family with. I don't know why yeah, yeah. No, no, any I'm, self-respecting I'm, lawyer would be listening to this. I, I am an enemy of lawyers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, fucking come at me. Come at me with your law. <laughs> You're like that bloke in LA Heat. Your laws don't apply to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh no, they actually do. I'm arrested. Kaboom, kaboom. <laughs> if only yeah, there was room for a bike chase in this episode, <laughs> that would have lied. I mean, Amsterdam is the perfect place for a push bike chase. <laughs> like, there's push bikes all over the place in Amsterdam. Where's the push bike chase? That would have livened up this garbage. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe like a pedalo chase in the uh, in the canal. That would have been oh. <laughs> a medium speed rowboat pursuit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that would have made things better. Uh, so take us back to uh, the plot. What there is of it. Vindavant. Vindavant. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to take you through the plot now as quickly as humanly possible. <laughs> Van der Volk goes to see a book dealer played by Yoda. <laughs> who sees who sees a book that he, he... He takes a book with him and when the book dealer sees the book, he says, how came you by it? <laughs> Literally, that is the line. An expensive book this is. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of coherent plot there was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so on and so forth. Turn, turns out the book was done by a famous French illustrator whose name escapes me. Um, and then... The dead man. It te- okay, and then the tea bag thing happens, and Martin's fate is basically sealed. Not that tea bag thing happens, Abby. The, uh, the tea bag thing with the tea bags and the horse. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to? Do you want to reword that? <laughs> no. Only a juvenile mind would have found that amusing. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, then the teabag thing happens and Martin's fate is basically so. It's worth pointing out that the two main people in the first half who are suspects are Mulder and Martin. Martin, the French Belgian fisherman, the cafe owner and the yeah. French Belgian fisherman. You do not see either of them in the final 20 few minutes of this episode. Uh, no, um, which is the one with like the um, like the sex offender beard? Um, yeah, yeah. He's the one that runs the cafe forward slash brothel forward slash yeah. hostel. <laughs> you don't see him. You do see Martin, the Belgian French fisherman, once while he basically denies being involved in the heroin. <laughs> but as it's found in his room, Van der Volk's like, I'm throwing the book at you. And so he's definitely getting done. 
which uh, you know ironic because they're they're actually talking about books so um, exactly so, so no don't throw the book that that that, that book is expensive um, my is worth 700 pounds uh, yeah um which at the yeah. time was enough to buy a semi-detached house a January <laughs> and still have change to go to the cinema. Uh, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, certainly in Amsterdam, for, uh, where we are, for no good reason. No point in being in Amsterdam. But, no. Uh, you know, you could certainly buy yourself a really nice little uh, canal boat. So, probably. Yeah. You probably could buy yourself a really nice canal. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how canal works. Canals work. <laughs> Canals work. Canal works. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, that that kind of so basically, what what we're left with is that the dead man's prince, despite being burned off with um, some sort of acid, turns out that they are <laughs> the, the fingerprints. The, 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 the dead man was prince. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you not pick that up? <laughs> yeah, no, I missed that. Uh, I mean, I got that he was like a sexy, a sexy motherfucker. But... <laughs> Tonight we're going to so... party like it's 1979. <laughs> or 1972. <laughs> a little red canal boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So Sorry, dead, continue. <laughs> so the dead man's fingerprints were... They belonged to the artist. So the dead man was the artist. Formerly known as apparently Prince. dead. <laughs> yes. The artist formerly known as Prince, Daddy. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Oh God! Sorry, I'm so sorry. I want, I, I want to apologise to everyone, not you, but everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fine. Uh, so I need to be really careful how I word this <laughs> to not draw another prince comment. <laughs> The identifying marks from the fingers of the dead man turn out to belong to the artist who did the book uh, of illustrations of flowers. And he allegedly, he died basically 20 years ago. So it's obviously some sort of murder, death, identity swap thing has gone on. Um, They then go to a hotel, Van der Valken Crown, go to a hotel... Yep. To celebrate the fifteenth anniversary of Van der Valk proposing to his wife, which is weird, um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a weird and pointless scene. Followed by there are some other weird and pointless scenes later on, um, notably when they're for no reason at all an Amstel beer logo is flown across the sky <laughs> on, the, on the back of a light aeroplane. Yeah, that was weird. Um, uh, uh, but also, you know, uh, if, if 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 I had a partner um, and was celebrating my relationship in a hotel, do you know what I wouldn't do? Wouldn't bring my fucking colleague. That would be. Yeah. Uh, that's just odd. Like you, you don't do that. Um, but I admire him in one way because he 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 marks the anniversary. 
yet he still is very much focused on the job. I certainly <laughs> think the I certainly think the boys from LA Heat could take a note out of this book. You know, <laughs> at least he didn't go off yeah. and buy a boat. He didn't go and buy a boat, um, and. Yeah, he I'll, didn't go. I'll go. I'll, I'll go. There were so many things I could have said, but just decided not to. Fair enough. Fair enough. So there's a pointless scene in the hotel. They go back to the bookshop. There's basically been a phone call of interest in, you know, someone's interested in buying this book, which have, which we are told earlier there are only ten copies of in the world. Um, Turns out this guy who's trying to buy the book leaves his name. They go and see the bloke who's trying to buy the book. He's called Picard. Um, live long and prosper. <laughs> thank you. I paused then for you to do a Star Trek joke. And you yeah, thank you. Me. I know so little about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Which surprises me. Just... <laughs> Well, we we can talk about this later. But <laughs> really, it 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 does a bit knowing you as I do. I'd have thought you may have been a a person that knew a lot about Star Trek, but um, uh, no, moving... I like class- I like classic films that made me cry. That's <laughs> so basically, Picard is the butler to the Baron, a Baron of some kind, who. Also likes to draw flowers. Turn and this and look. I'm going to wrap it up now as quickly as I possibly yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, do. It turns out that the Baron is the father of the guy who was poisoned, and he believes that his son died 20 years ago. Turns out that maybe the son was blackmailing the butler to not let the old man know that he was still alive. Some bullshit like that. I really genuinely. I have no you know, idea what happens you know at the end a, of this because do you know who's a really good person to but, to blackmail a butler because you're fucking paying them <laughs> really easy it's just like don't like literally you want to keep your job don't say this <laughs> no I think no 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 I think it was the son I think it was a dead guy that was blackmailing the butler oh okay <laughs> I think, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely don't know for sure because it all happened so quickly. They work out that basically the butler has poisoned... They trip over some mushrooms in the garden when they leave the house of the Baron. They work out that the butler must have been being blackmailed by the son and that the butler used these mushrooms to kill him. There's, they have some good pictures of the mushroom that was used, which I, I believe is uh, known as the knob mushroom. <laughs> yes, Good yes, I believe, I, be, I believe that is that is exactly. Um, that's a Latin name. I, 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 um, in gorgeous um, novice, um, I believe is the uh, mushroom of Dickens. <laughs> yeah, um, and then and then let, just just let me finish. Let let me get through it. Please. And then basically they... So they leave the house of the Baron. They work out the mushroom poisoning thing. They work out the blackmail thing. They they wander off. You cut to a scene of Van der Volk's wife standing on the edge of a cliff. 
You then see an Amstel logo trailed by an aeroplane. <laughs> yeah, a, the, in a shop that, that probably about like a 10 second shot for no reason <laughs> whatsoever. Much, much of this doesn't need to be there. And then they cut to the three of them sat around in the house. Crone apparently being the third wheel in their marriage. Um, and then you see a lot of you see a lot of pictures of the knob mushroom together with one of the knob mushrooms on the table and then it ends the butler is not is not arrested for blackmail or murder nothing happens nothing happens at the end the programme just ends and you think what on earth has happened for the last 50 minutes Nothing happens. I mean, you get the like, you get the nice music. You get the which I was really looking forward to. It's the only time you actually properly hear it because on all the other occasions it's played, it's it's been like it's it's been cut out of the mix because of YouTube licensing rules. <laughs> what because we're stealing this yeah, yeah we're yeah, not stealing right. it we're not stealing it someone else has stolen it we're just watching it <laughs> good <laughs> we are effectively handling stolen goods with our eyes but <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird concept that I can't really think about <laughs> it's no weirder than the concept of making this Vanderbilt series <laughs> <laughs> or, or our podcast <laughs> so basically I would like to finish off on this section of the plot and say that the the French Belgian fisherman is locked up for drug dealing a man dies of poisoning the person who does the drug dealing is arrested and presumably convicted Picard who definitely is the poisoner nothing happens he is not arrested no action is taken on that front and then the programme ends and I have to say I am enormously disappointed <laughs> with Vandervolk and we will have a further very brief talk about this after this short piece of music Closing arguments. Welcome back everyone to the podcast here we are with the, uh, what we we call it closing thoughts or final thoughts, but what it really is is a an opportunity to rate and give our opinions on the program that we've been fortunate enough to watch, um, <laughs> and what a program we have watched. <laughs> what a program it was! What a program it was, Tabby. I think the best way to do this is to is to rate first and then discuss afterwards. So why don't you rate Detective Commissaris or whatever he is, Vanderbilt, and then also rate the programme. Um, I like it, and I'm going to... I'm going to say I genuinely don't know. Um, the programme itself uh, was absolute nonsense. Um, the character, so I'll go. I'll, be, I'll, I'll go for him first. Um, uh, he's a fucking asshole. He seems to be. <laughs> he seems to be totally useless. Um, I uh, 
don't like him. I don't like anything about him. He is basically... He's basically, like... Uh, if Inspector Morse was a cunt, like, that would be him. Um, I don't like the fact that he... Smoke cigars and doesn't have a lighter. That really pisses me off. Um, uh, the way he treats his wife pisses me off. Everything about him is fucking awful. Um, the, the man's a dick. Um, that he would ever actually um, catch any criminals is probably purely just out of luck or the fact that he just like beats. Uh, confessions out of people because you can guarantee that he is that kind of person that like would do that. Um, uh, so I'm 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 gonna give him a I'm gonna give him a one because I fucking hate him. Um, program itself. Uh, uh, <laughs> gonna change gears a little bit. <laughs> don't, yeah, yeah. Don't hold back. Um, no, never would. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of like the program. Um, I think for the time, uh, it, it 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 was okay. There were the, there, there were a lot of technical issues that I have with it. Um, the color matching um, between scenes. Um, you can't. Uh, you can't. You can't do that. You, you can't comment on that on a YouTube thing we've watched. Like it's 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 harsh to it's harsh to do color color stuff on something like that on YouTube. It, it wasn't YouTube that fucks it up. It was the fact that they were just like shooting um, um, without grading the film. That's that's my problem. Um, but. Uh, also, you know, uh, it was, it was all right. I, I'm, I'm, I'll give it a five just because I can't be asked. <laughs> okay. How do you feel? Desperate. <laughs> Good. Mostly, oh I feel God. desperate. Um, broken it's been a hard it's been a hard uh, it's been a hard podcast a difficult watch I haven't really I don't know there's been nothing for, for me there's just been nothing to hold on to there's nothing I mean he doesn't really do anything well, thing, apart from act thing. like a cock muncher and there's, there's one thing you can hold on to <laughs> and I'll be doing that as soon as we get off air <laughs> I assume you mean the beer. Yep, yeah, yeah, Well, no, I, I, I was thinking about the uh, the love of Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally that would be the case, but we are. This yeah. is uh, we're recording this just after Easter weekend, so Jesus is dead now. Um, but no, he came back. He was. Oh know. yeah, no, he did. Didn't he? Time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Pretty fucking chill. <laughs> Quite the trick. Yep. <laughs> Suddenly, what I'm gonna do when I fucking slam? <laughs> no, let's not go there. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't like where this is all going. Um, my personal opinions on Vandervolk are that it is a dreadful. I can't, I can't, I would like to say that I liked it, but I just can't, because it is a dreadful programme, 
it makes no sense. There is no, there's actually in this episode no resolution whatsoever there isn't, to the, there really the isn't. crime that is committed. A man is murdered and no one is arrested for it. I think what's more important is that neither the, the um, neither the characters or the viewers seem to give a fuck. Um, you just don't care. There's there's nothing there's nothing in there to actually like make you give a shit. Um, you can't hold on to it. You, you, you're absolutely right. Why should I care what happens to the bloke that did the murder if the police aren't even going to arrest him? They don't even they don't even pursue the fact that this butler Picard obviously is the murderer. He's obviously the killer, and yet I was, nothing uh, happens to him. I was absolutely more concerned and more like invested in the rare book because uh, you know I I like a rare book. That's that's great. Like if the whole program would have been about this rare book. Without any of the other bullshit, like if you could just have like you know just fifty minutes of someone like turning the pages and like oh yeah yeah that's good um, is that an auction maybe you know <laughs> if I had the money yes I would buy that um, it's a nice rare book don't give a fuck about anything else all of the other people uh, absolutely superfluous um, the whole program is superfluous. The whole programme is superfluous. Man de Volk is superfluous. I can't think of really anything that he does in this programme which marks him out as a good detective. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's all circumstantial. It's all people just saying, oh, this bloke rang up about the book. So he goes to see that bloke. And then when he does find out that the bloke who phoned up about the book is the man that killed the man, I mean, maybe because the guy that died was blackmailing the butler... They think that somehow they don't need to take criminal charges against him, but you still have to... Just because someone's blackmailing you doesn't mean you can kill them. Even you talking about this is making me bored. (laughs) That that is how bad this programme is. (laughs) And basically, if you feel that way, then the listener must be even more so. So... uh, So let me quickly rate... Let me quickly rate and then let's get out of Dodge. Um, nice. Vanderbilt one, Vanderbilt the program one. It's all shit. I hate it. I wouldn't watch it ever again. It's crap. I I <laughs> I, I strongly regret that I ever chose this for us to watch. And if this episode that we have just recorded makes it onto the list of episodes that we produce and release as our podcast, I would be extraordinarily surprised. If you're listening to this, then it's some sort of special podcast release. Oh, this um, is absolutely going out. This is this is fucking gold. Like you're not. <laughs> this is this is out there. This is this is the uh, another detective inspector's uh, quality production. Um. No, it's not. Can I can I give you some? Uh... Uh, as a finishing point on Van der Voort, can I give you some IMDb stuff? <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Under the title, I remember way back in distant past, you had you had a crazy credits. I can't remember what episode it was from. Uh, yes, yes, I enjoyed the crazy credits. <laughs> I can't remember what one that was, but I've got a crazy credits for this, which was posted by someone. 
It says, uh, the credits for season one listed the actors and characters entirely in lowercase letters. Yeah. Crazy. Who has that much time? Who gives a fuck? Really? <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, you losing fucking bastard. <laughs> Just... It's awful. <laughs> what the... Yeah. I, I, I didn't think there was anything about this program that could make me more angry. But now... <laughs> now there is. <laughs> Well, I think we should. I think we should leave Van der Valk alone now and move on to other matters. <laughs> we probably should. Okay, um, so Van der Valk, uh, To finish off, I want you to give me one word that describes your feelings after watching Van der Valk. Amsterdam. <laughs> Amsterdam. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's the best you're gonna get. It's much cleverer than what I've got. Please go. Shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Makes sense. I'm, I'm liking it. Right. Should we sign off this car crash? Well, just just to finish off. On the last episode, we did mention how many Twitter followers we had. <laughs> and I would like to say, I would like to say that uh, our twentieth Twitter follower was hey. a, a band from South London called the Fabricators. Right. Uh, and the, and they were quite pleased to be our our twentieth followers, and they are described as a caramelised post-punk band based in Southwest London. They sound awesome. I will. I will uh, check that out. They are awesome. I've listened to their stuff on Bandcamp, and I can recommend the tune "Jangly Rob" above okay. all others. I mean, they're all good, to be honest. They're, it's a good. There's six tracks on there on the a digital album they've got. But yeah, "Jangly Rob" was my favourite. So they were our twentieth Twitter follower. So Hooray. I want to say a big thank you to the Fabricators. Thank you. Thank you to the fabricators. Um, are they friends of yours? That, no, they're not. I've no, I don't know who they are. <laughs> cool. I assume, they, I assume they were friends of yours. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know anyone cool enough to be in a band. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Is that yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> let's let's round this up. Um Okay, well, listen. If you if if on the off chance that this gets released and you have listened to it, then uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. <laughs> we we do we do thank you. Um, and we promise that this. I, I really feel because I feel like we've got better over the last few weeks. I think like the last few uh, have been decent, and then this I think is a dreadful podcast, which is why it may never go out. Um, no, no, this, I'm categorically saying this is going out, this is fucking golden. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Admittedly, I don't have to edit it, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, bye. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, you can do. 
uh, uh, at can... detect underscore inspect on Twitter. Or uh, email email us at uh, the detective inspectors at gmail.com. I've been Marcus Brayburn, probably. I've been Tabby. And we have been... The... Detective... Inspectors! Hooray! Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Really, (laughs) thanks for listening to this. So defeatist. We we promise this is just a blip. (laughs) I I really like this one. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. No, no, I really like this. I think this is fucking great. Ha <laughs> <laughs>